Hi beautiful soul, this is Claire and this is the Sovereign Womb podcast. This is probably going to be the last transmission in the Secret Pregnancy series as I'm now very clearly not pregnant and have been going through various physiological changes and catharsis in the last days and weeks since I felt the the momentum of the pregnancy leave me and I've been speaking to very few people about that just as I spoke to very few people about the pregnancy itself and I was very um, comfortably hiding it under clothing and um, winter garments were now slowly edging into spring, later spring and I'll soon be wearing much less clothing and I'm glad that everything has been so perfectly aligned with the seasons that I'm able to get rid of the, the baby weight essentially as I as I step into this new phase of existence of beautiful beingness in my life and my work and my the evolution of my consciousness. Um, again, I've been really um, sort of knocked at times by the use of folks's normalised language around pregnancy and a pregnancy supposedly failing in inverted commas or being a false pregnancy in inverted commas. Um, I find it very difficult to talk to my family in, with, when those kind of terms are being put around and they, they create a, a very um, distorted reality of what the thing actually is that has progressed, that has passed, that has come through me. Um, and it's hard to sum that up when somebody's asking a very leading question around falsity of pregnancy or pregnancy or failure of pregnancy, loss of child, fetus being released, etc. It's very hard to hold one's power in, in all of that and, and not be pulled into some sort of a discourse that presumes the woman to be either failing or fallible, which is the same kind of thing, or weak or ill or grieving or somehow left with less than what she had before. And again, I just want to go over the subject of what has been gained and what I am from having come through this experience. And as I'm still carrying some weight on my belly and even the feeling of like the tail end of presence in my body and going through the, the beautiful mystical process of letting go, reintegration, absorption and completion of, of the cycle, not just of pregnancy, but of motherhood. I am mother. I am a mother. And that's something I've never accepted in all my temporary pregnancies that I've had in my life. As I've mentioned in this podcast series, I've had many. Um, but this in particular, I, I've been thinking about how the, the language and the distortion 
of the medicalised lens that most people view um, pregnancy and birth and motherhood through. Um, it very particularly does this sleight of hand trick, like this shuffling around of cups with a ball underneath it trick, where we supposedly pop out of a vagina magically as if we just transported there and as if, as if the last nine or ten months didn't exist. And really the, the whole story, the integral and the sovereign story of spirit manifesting in human body is much longer. Um, as most women know, they have the sense of a child coming to them. They have all the subtle levels of presence and integration and oneness with the child. And certainly they they don't become a mother when their child is born. <laughs> they are a mother when they conceive, when the, the zygote and the zinc spark occur, when the egg and sperm meet. They are absolutely mothers throughout the nine or ten months that they incubate the child in their womb. There's no less mothering because a child doesn't come and live in the outside world. There's no law of a cut-off date <laughs> that the child only becomes a living being at birth. A, a lot of that is to do with paperwork, state ownership of children and of babies and eventually of a, a battery in the workforce, but mostly just of our consciousness. Um, because there are so many children being gestated freely and born freely nowadays, there is an immense power of consciousness awakening through that embodiment, through that embodiment of children being born in freedom, being gestated in freedom. There's a huge integration of wisdom into women's bodies that then can't be dumbed down or numbed again. And that has a horizontal effect in the world, a very profound holistic effect on all things in the every moment. Um, it's not just a matter of a woman bringing a daughter into the world and then over the period of that daughter's life, her growing up and incubating a new child in her womb. It's a, an instantaneous releasing of wisdom incarnation that radiates out on the horizontal across Gaia Sophia and within and above Gaia Sophia. It radiates out beyond us and will have an immediate effect on how other women birth, how they gestate. Um, and yeah, it really, it really, um, strikes me as little conversation as I have had with folk, you know, the, the use of these terms as if to diminish my role as a woman and as a womb one and as a mother, um, that is a, that is something that it, you know, it's their stuff. It's their diminishment ultimately of the feminine within themselves 
of their own instinct and sentience and felt long-term capacity to take care of themselves, creative expansion and so on, their intuition, their dreams. But it is also an attempt to contract with me, an attempt to pull me into contraction and into grief. I've had at least one friend sort of intimating that I should be or just assuming, presuming to contract that I would be feeling loss and and I haven't felt loss. I felt loss at a specific period when I was losing my stepmom and when I was feeling the lucidity of that that felt like a, a miscarriage coming, that felt like a very strong pressure on my cervix from the inside, like the strongest weight that something was pressing to come through the veil, something was pressing to leave the world and I do think that was intimately connected with my stepmother actually passing at that moment that night and then coming into the consciousness that I knew she had passed and was told by my family. There was a symmetry and connection in all of that which echoes echoed through my experience and echoes through now through my experience as I complete the circles and complete the cycles and even today, I, I received some inheritance, some gift from my stepmom, which broke my heart on one level because the maturing of this investment, this pension that she'd had that, that came on her 66th birthday, which she could have used just weeks before, she could have used just a few short months before. When she didn't have money to get a, a Gerson support professional to help her get into the Gerson therapy. You know, women's lives and everybody's lives being taxed whilst they're living and the, the age of, of pension being pushed back further and further what that really does in, in people's lives when the system is suppressing them more and more, the, the pushing of medications onto people that are, that seem like the, the right choice and the only choice and the, the people who are implementing them will tell you it's the only choice. And the media and statistics that lie will tell you that their, their way is the right way. And any other way is totally dangerous and you're likely to die. Just like they do, they do, they do this at the end of people's lives and they do this when women are birthing. I was just, just now looking at a, a social media post with a woman talking about how she was waiting to get the okay for having a home birth and okay to get permission to have a her own child in her own body, in her own home, <laughs> the best place for it. And then... She said she mistakenly made the choice to go and have a scan. And from the scan, which is a completely inaccurate way of supposing or deciding the size of a child, the nurses then told her, or the midwives told her, that she was a high risk for a home birth, that her child might die, like she effectively might be killing her child by having a birth at home. She was endangering her child and possibly going to 
kill it through her want to stay in the safety of her own home. She was threatened that her child might have shoulder dystocia, dislocation, I think it is, which is statistically no more dangerous than in a smaller baby, but which is used, again, like these, these threats are used as levers to manipulate a woman to lever her into the hospital system where then there absolutely will be caesareans, interventions, induction, terrorisation, threats, coercion, pain, etc. enforced on the woman against her will or against her better knowing. And again, it was a beautiful ending to this story that at least the end at the birth, at the end of this woman's pregnancy a week later when she, she just went away and did her research. And when she did her research, of course, she found that actually that is not the case, that a larger baby, there is no way of telling if your baby is going to be large enough to fit out of your vagina. That's a complete fucking mythology. But again, just the whole system is protocoled and geared and tied into and contracted themselves into these wholesale practices of undermining the woman's, not just her mental intelligence, but her body intelligence, her spiritual intelligence, her embodied wisdom and capacity to do the thing that her body is built for. The fact that we are even able to birth orgasmically as this woman did, birth ecstatically in water at home, is such a testament to how we cannot be suppressed, even through all of these, the education that we've had, all of the millions of hours or at least hundreds of thousands of hours of programming that we've all had, that your body is not functional, even through all the fucking geoengineering and chemicals in the food and <clears throat> water systems and air, even through all of that, we still can rise rooted. We still can express ourselves from our deepest voice and from the voice of all women, the voice of the throat, of the cervix, of the vagus nerve system that links all women through all time, through the horizontal past and future in this moment. And again, it, it just keeps bringing me back like, the kind of language, the kind of language that we're using nowadays is just changing weekly, monthly, changing very rapidly from the presumption of submission to the expansion, the expansion of female empowerment. And this is just so what life is meant to be. And I even see how we're moving away from the you know, even putting birthing on a pedestal and seeing it as a continuum, seeing the the postpartum period as the fourth trimester, seeing the the continuity of leaving the umbilical cord attached until it's the right time, 
which will be different for everybody, but until it's very clear that there is nothing still being transported by the umbilical to the child who, when they first exit the body of the woman, obviously is still breathing through the umbilical cord until they take their first breath, eliminate the fluids that were filling their lungs before and create the respiratory rhythm that is their, their life force, their connection with spirit, their living intimacy with atmosphere and world. And all, all of this idea of continuum and, and of nothing ever really beginning or ending of life and death and the cycles and the circles that we go through as women, all of that comes through and of the womb. All of it comes from the womb outwards, not just through conception, gestation and birth, but also through our cycles and through all kinds of things that we draw into the womb, into the alchemical pot and then release <clears throat> monthly or at various different points in our lives, we'll have different cycles of blood, different cycles of mucus, different cycles of discharge and of releasing lumps, metals, minerals, all kinds of shit that comes out of the best kind of shit, not meaning shit shit that comes out of your vagina in your lifetime. Um, like the digestive system, like the the respiratory system, the womb is not a system separate and complete in itself. It's a system that is profoundly a part of a whole, but it's not really a part because it cannot be parted. It cannot be taken out of. Um, it can be mimicked, it can be um, synthesized, but it, not in the magical and mystical and metaphysical portal <laughs> capacity that it really exists in us. And I'm just going over this, you know, yet again, because I, I really want to emphasize what it is to be of the womb and to step out of pregnancy as easily and beautiful as I stepped into it, as challengingly and sweatily as I entered into it, I leave this state of pregnancy with riches beyond anything that I ever thought possible. And every time I say that, I feel that I'm genuinely having even more riches than I even said that I thought was possible before. And and the riches of womanhood, of motherhood, of womb completion, of being able to hear the voice of Gaia Sophia through my womb and being able to participate in the world through my womb, being able to come home to the womb, be fully integrated in my child self that was stolen from me when the innocence was taken from me, which was stolen from me, when my vulnerability was stolen from me, my safe haven of my mother's belly, leaving that and coming out into a, a dangerous hospital situation and then into a difficult home life and a lot of um, antagonism and chaos that were symptoms of the culture at that time and that we're, we're beyond a lot of that now. Um, but in the 70s in a, in a Scottish island, um, in a relatively non-affluent household 
with alcoholism and, and violence and separation and abandonment and layers and layers of, of problems and desperate folk trying desperately just to get through life. Um, even those deepest wounds, even wounds relating to my stepmom and her coming into our lives and our, our household and the family dynamic being changed from the, the nuclear family. In, again, it's not a term I really want to use, but just to simplify the story, the, the sacred geometry of the original family being changed and diverted alongside a lot of drama coming into the house that wasn't that different than the, dra than the drama that split my mum and dad up. The whole package, I could feel like these dead petals on a rose that were falling away to be replaced by a fully integral bud bursting up through those dead leaves. <sighs> there has been such beautiful, such beautiful healing in recent days and weeks and even today being so moved by Margaret having left these gifts, my stepmom leaving us the, these gifts, these packets of money that have a huge significance, especially as I've, I've mostly been on my last 10 euros for about the last three years. Um, and I'm trying to fund uh, coming off the national grid and trying to keep a household running and get it transformed over into alternative energies. Um, trying to keep up with the, the cost of food whilst I'm also working a garden that the future is unsure of. But ultimately, yeah, I've had quite a few things uh, mounting up that I really struggling to keep in touch with my technology. I'm struggling to, I haven't had credit in my phone for about, yeah, not quite a year, which is when the cutoff point and you have to get get a, a new number and a new contract, start all, start all over again and change all my contracts with other people and change my phone number with other, all my contracts. But um, yeah, I was able to change contracts today and get a good, a good new contract that won't cost as much, but that I can actually, I know in advance for a year that I'll be able to pay for. And yeah, various other things that I, I will eventually have to replace my phone and replace my computer because they're, they're both sort of just ticking over, but not quite sometimes. <laughs> I'll be able to get help from a, an actual hydraulico to put the boiler in above my stove alone. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking, actually, I, a, a plumber might not want to do that because it's not like a, an Italian standard thing. <laughs> it's not la norma or the norma uh, of it's from Eastern Europe and it's like a special boiler that's really simple and like sort of primitive boiler. Um, might just have to have quiet words to get somebody to do it off the books, come and help me informally as a private man rather than as a, an employed plumber paying tax and so on.
so yeah suffice to say that the the gift that margaret has left me as much as i would have loved to have taken her sewing machine or you know things that nobody else in the family would use you know her fabrics and her clothes i would have loved to have take, taken them and used them really wanted to keep her blue wellies i would always borrow them when i go when i went home they're about the same size of feet and the same size of jacket i would always borrow her things because couldn't really travel with lots of layers coming from a warm Italy to a cold Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I might even be able to get either either my car on the road and or a visit to Scotland and go back and visit everyone. But probably one or the other or, or neither <laughs> and invest in solar panels instead. But yeah, really thinking how the gift that I, I wish it had been Margaret rather than the gift. I wish that she had been there. And that she was with us rather than the gift being with us. And it's very painful to think that literally a few weeks earlier, if she'd got that money, that she might have been able to do something more substantial. Certainly a couple of months before she would have been able to do something much more substantial to turn herself around. Um, but yeah, again, the the way women are put in conveyor belts and the way the language keeps us on the conveyor belt that the language literally sort of flips a switch in our mind and makes us seek the path that is going off the edge of the world the path that is going into the matrix the path that is going into the end rather than seeking if we had the the wisdom of our womb seeking and knowing that everything is possible at all times we hold all possibilities in our womb in our pelvis in our body and we are on a continuum but we're also on a on multiple timelines that we can just as easily slide into one direction or another but if we really want to live the fullness of our lives there's a, a very definite right path like maybe a center path or a higher path or even a lower path sometimes but there's definitely like a right path that's more right more correct more about correcting our relationship with our world our relationship with our body our relationship with source with god with the infinite with the cosmos with the sacred geometry of all things and the interconnectedness of all things And ultimately, that's that's a power that we can only know from our core and we can only know from source because source comes through our core. It doesn't come from outside things coming into us um, in the same way that the power of the woman isn't just about the sperm entering the birth canal and then the cervix and then the, the fallopian tubes and triggering something, um, the infinite power and the wisdom that comes through the womb is is eternally available to us and that's another aspect i really i really want to i suppose just underline i can, I can only emphasize it so much i i'm saying it because it's true i'm saying it because it's real and it's embodied and it's coming through my voice and through my truth i'm not saying it because i, I want to manipulate somebody in order to gain from them in some way i'm saying this because this is like my inheritance, my legacy that I want to share with the world, that I, this is my true work, my spiritual 
dharma, like my path in the world that is meant to gift the world, that is the gift that I'm meant to bring to the world, the unique voice and the unique perspective on the truth that we all have, but that is meant to be needed and needed with a K, um, like kneading bread. Um, it's meant to be shaped and sculpted and stitched and tweaked and patted and caressed and watered and and loved and coddled. <laughs> it's meant to meant to be gestated and taken to its again I don't want to use the word full term but to its completion of what it is meant to be our life is meant to be a blossom it's meant to be a blossoming thing it's meant to be a, a living blossoming thing that goes through a very specific cycle and a lot of those cycles are interrupted and distorted and cut off by the the systems and practices we live in but the power that we hold in our in our core which is directly resonating with portal to source it needs it needs our attention it needs our awareness and our attention on it in order to be i don't want to really use the word activated but the language is so limiting around this um because the the language ties us into a trophy, it ties us into a start and an end point and norms and conventional concepts of beginning and ending and of timing and of, of things being finite is what I'm trying to say. When really the continuum that we are that is us, which was much before our birth, much before our conception and much beyond our death knowing the knowing the truth of that is is knowing the power and will be reflected in our lifetime as we're we're much more able to access the infinite energy through knowing it and believing in it essentially and and ultimately reaching the end of the period that I was gestating, my life is more complete in its mothering. It's more complete in its maturing into adult, although I really dislike that word, maturing into a whole living woman, womb one, completing into a spiral that continues to go upwards and flowering outwards, upwards and expanding. I feel the integration of the child, of the child presence that, that never felt something separate from me. And I feel that that in itself is a profound blessing to know a child as one with me, to know child energy blossoming through me, blossoming and expanding through me, having felt the child, the physical child, move in me and having felt the physical child presence leave and return 
having felt the child communicate through dreams, through sensations, through meditations, through moments of all kinds of levels of catharsis and letting go of old patterns, all kinds of grief about my relationship that I ended, my my romantic relationship I'm referring to with the father of the child, my releasing of Sergio, whose gardens, the man whose gardens I took care of and continue to take care of, whose house I'm guardian to, and who I first came to Italy with, who essentially brought me here and helped me find this house. And my stepmother, there were spirals of death throughout this gestation that that leave me with a completely different view of death, that leave me with a huge enrichment of how death is meant to be and how it isn't, fair enough, it isn't in our in our culture, in our norms and rituals and dark conclusions of life that and spending of our life force that is so normalised in most modern cultures. But the riches that I've been able to integrate, to materialise and bring into my being, it, it's, yeah, it's quite hard to, I haven't really wanted to speak about this since I've been experiencing the, the levelling out of the pregnancy, the releasing of the pregnancy. And I don't want to go into certain aspects of the physicality of it, the physiology of it. But I absolutely did not feel any loss. There was no sense of loss. There was only only enrichment and only things that are staying with me permanently. I know that they're staying with me permanently. I know that the child or children who came through me have integrated fully into my being. They're not separate from me. They are me. I am them. And I felt that throughout the gestation, that there was a, a kind of symbi symbiosis that was an important download of information for humanity, an important truth, possibly from quite a bit further in the future, but certainly no less true in this time, that we are not separate beings from our child. We are not separate they're in the layering that they are. They're, they're like a layer of us. And they go, they go on to create a different identity. But I really know that there's a lot of distortion about the separation that is very specifically done in terms of stealing our power away from us, stealing our true identity away from us, and stealing the connectedness of our heritage away from us. Like literally stealing our heritage, um, stealing our, our indigenous identity and our connection with land. And again, I don't want to weigh on that and say about how awful that is. I'm just saying that I have circumvented that and I'm not experiencing that. I'm not experiencing the separation of the child at all. I'm experiencing the nutriment of the child being me, being given back to me. The fact that I've contained, that I've um, developed in my body, which was meant to be housing a child, is mine. It belongs to me. It's an enrichment. It's nutrition. It's strength, it's power, it's voluptuousness, it's goodness, it's protection. For me, it's 
excess that is that is beautiful that it that is that was necessary perhaps maybe I should have been a bit heavier part of my life I've been very skinny and um and unwell because I've been underweight and had problems with eating so having the weight on me is feels wonderfully protective especially in a you know in the context of the last three years where I have been attacked by multiple folk that I've been trying to communicate truth to and I have been threatened by multiple folk who are trying to assert authority over me when they don't have the right to do that and I'm not giving them the right nor my consent to have their authority suppressing me or trying to manipulate me or trying to steal money from me um, when they when I'm not consenting to pay them for anything um, yeah it's really amazing thing just to to know that that fat might stay with me I might not need to let go of it completely I might need to keep a nice layer around my belly and my midriff because it it really does protect like has a, a beautiful soft living shield of of extra an extra layer protecting me from the world just like a big cozy blanket or a big lovely yeah like a duvet or a hot bath and you know nice curtains at the window the the feeling of being taking up the proper space that I'm taking up of being fully a woman you know a fully rounded woman it, yeah it's very very beautiful my breasts have gone down more to the they're almost to their pre-pregnancy size but not quite and that too feels really wonderful to be more full-breasted and to feel the, my posture as I sit with my belly and my chest up and forward um really comfortable in my in the fullness of my body and the fullness of the weight of my body taking up its proper weight in the world taking up its proper heritage and space um connection with the the female family line lineage and and also my stepmom's family lineage the supporting role she played in my life and the supporting role I played in her life how we co-inspired each other and wove stories and experiences together walked together for a while fed each other inspired each other with feeding <laughs> I remember she really loved the burgers I made for her when she came here and I always really loved the burgers that we grew up with she used to make an amazing burger and um, I didn't eat meat for 28 plus years. Um, and when Margaret and my dad came here in 2014, I made them burgers. And she was just like, oh my God, that was the most amazing burger I ever had. And I was saying, don't be silly. It's, it's shaped on the burger that you used to make for us. And that was the most amazing burger. But no, she was like, no, that's the best burger I've ever had. <laughs> it's good good cow from the mountainside in here in the Campania region of Italy marjoram from the garden olive oil and local eggs and all that good stuff so 
yeah, I feel like I could I could talk and talk on this subject and I'm going to continue the Suffering Womb podcast. I'm going to create another series um, possibly around art and the womb, womb and the art, um, possibly about sovereignty again and how all things have to come back to the core and the womb, the balance of masculine and the feminine. But I'd like to finish up this. I don't know. I don't know if I do want to finish it up, actually. I I feel like I, I just want to put at least one full stop, but it might actually be a comma. Um, I know that this experience will continue to feed into my life, all my life. I will continue to feel mother and to feel the healing of my mother line and the fullness and presence of being a mother. I continue to be open to being a mother in the future in physical form and I know that this was a very important step in the healing of all the mother lines and of the horizontal whole mother which is us as and of Gaia Sophia. Um, so yeah maybe I'll just put a circle here rather than a, a full stop or a comma or any particularly English syntax or punctuation that is almost always got double meaning or multiple meanings and a lot of them are sort of witchcraft and negative essentially. I'd just like to perhaps leave an open circle at the end of this as well as there being a complete circle. A circle has been completed and the circle is still open and spiralling upwards and that's what I'd like to leave. This is always a continuum it's all always a continuum and there's just as much power in birth as there is in conception and as there is in death and as there is in every breath that we ever take and as there is in every cycle of the womb, in every point of the cycle of the womb, of the womb. <laughs> there's no point that's less important, there's no point that should really be put on a pedestal. All aspects are sacred. Perhaps the reason we're putting birth and free birth on such a pedestal right now is because it has been put on such a low rung of importance, even though it should be the, the most important thing in our culture. Um, but of course, it can't be separated as an important thing in our culture. It has to be seen as part of the wholeness and the continuum. You know, there's no point in birthing ecstatically if the child then grows up to be a completely suppressed female in a misogynist patriarchal culture. There's no point in the woman having a blissful birth if then she goes on to step back onto the hamster wheel <clears throat> and back into slavery and back into her own paperwork and into signing her child off as property of the state effectively into vaccine programs and schooling to make them stupid and so on and so forth. You know, all these things are the continuum of sovereignty should be a spiral upwards. Our life should be a spiral upwards and outwards. Our life should be a blossoming and then the petals falling away over the right time until eventually we die down and turn into a seed again. All men it gained, released, all suffering released. May we all 
return to holistic relationship with source. We all know the infinite power that sources flowing through our womb. May we all know the consciousness of full integration in this lifetime in our womb. May all of our stories interweave and become this rope of light as wide as Gaia Sophia and as long as the cosmos. <laughs> May we all find healing and love, softness, slowness and ease in our every moment. I love you and I send all my merit gained out, radiating out from me. Blessings and love. And if you would like to support my work, please see my website, Claire Gaia Sophia. There should be a link somewhere, wherever you're getting this podcast from. Come and support me on Patreon or thehive.blog. And be well. Be full. Be you. Ciao.